HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This piece has been brought to you by Bonnie Plants, bonnieplants.com. I'm Laura Stanley, host of Inside School Food. You are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. What's the difference between a visual identity and a logo? Find out on this episode of Tech Bytes. Hello, hello, Heritage Radio Network listeners. We're back after a two-week hiatus and rolling into our spring and summer season. Did you miss me? Did you miss us? It's been a while. I feel like it's been a while, so I'm really excited to be here at Roberta's Pizza in the Heritage Radio Network studio, which is, in fact, two repurposed shipping containers. And if you've eaten pizza at Roberta's, you might have seen us behind that glass window. It's kind of like a radio aquarium for people who are eating pizza. <laughs> we have a lot of folks in the studio today, so we are going to get right to introductions and discussions about our favorite apps, which is always a lot of fun. First up, we have Jack Inslee, who is TechBytes engineer, but also superstar DJ headlining full-service radio on Thursday nights, also Gunwash on Thursday nights, also Available for bar mitzvahs, weddings, and late night sunrise sessions yeah. if you happen to be a club owner. For the right price. He's also the executive producer of the network. What's up, Jen? Good to have you back. Yeah, I missed you. Yeah. What have you been up to these past two weeks? Um, what have I been up to? Well, we've, we've got a lot going on here at the network. Um, we have a, a new news show that we're debuting, uh, spearheaded by Patrick Martins and Erica Wides. I'm actually also now the sports reporter on that news show. Is it gonna, are you going to include any sports other than the Knicks? Of course. I can't talk about the Knicks. There's nothing to talk about. No, absolutely talking about all sports and uh, where food plays into sports. So, um, yeah, interesting. Like the last story I got to report on was, you know, Kobe Bryant obviously retired. And in his final years in the NBA, he had a really heavy bone broth diet. He was really into the bone broth. So that was, that was an interesting story. Just a sampling of something you might get on the news show from here on out. When is the new show running? Uh, we're recording it on Thursdays. It'll be available for download Friday morning. Okay, then, good uh, to know. Yeah. Add that to your iTunes podcast queue. That's right. 
You got an app for us this week, Jack? Yeah, I'm going to go back to an old one um, because it's it was in the news again, has been in the news title. Um, they're they're really winning. I did not think that they would they would last, that they would win like this. But between Rihanna and Kanye, and now with Beyonce's exclusive release last night, um, there are like real reasons to subscribe. Um, you are stealing my thunder. Am I? Yeah, Sorry. because my app was not a new app. It was an app recap, which is title <laughs> because Sorry. on Tech Bytes episode 50, yeah. which was the day after Super Bowl 50, which was yep. the day after the Beyonce formation internet explosion life-stopping release, you could get formation free as a download if you signed up for title and then title gave you a 90 day free trial mm -hmm. so my public service announcement to tech bytes listeners is that anybody who went in and got that free 90 day membership it's about to end so look at that timing you think you, they might have planned the album release around that 90 be, days Maybe. could be i mean if you downloaded it that day like the day of tech bites and right around there you're going to want to need to pull the kill switch at about may 7th or not i'm telling you not to pull the kill switch i'm saying stay you think it's worth the 12.99 yes 12.99 a month this jen when that, that if beyonce came out with a new album 15 years ago, you'd go to the record store and you'd spend $17 to get a CD. No, I would go to my friend's house and oh. while we played my friend's record, I would be making a cassette tape. That's horrible. To play in my car and on my boom box. Well, I can't say anything about pirating, but when, <laughs> when if, if it's $12 <laughs> a month, I mean, it's just a real, I think, I okay. think the value is Maybe. there, especially because so many artists are doing exclusives on Tidal now. Like you could not listen to the Kanye record anywhere else. Well, I know. And they also live stream the whole Yeezy fashion show release extravaganza yeah, guess, from MSG. And guess where you can find Prince's catalog? Title uh, Paisley Park. Not many places on the internet, but Title has it. So I, I think I, I was a real doubter. You know this. You can go back and listen to my thoughts on episode fifty. Yes. I'm pretty yes. sure I was like, yeah, right. Yes. But yeah. No. I'm okay. Converted. So this is the perfect segue into I. One of the fun things about radio is you can hear us, but you can't see us. And sitting next to me is a new member of the Tech Bytes crew, Brent Bartley, who is going to be our live broadcast coordinator. He is making all kinds of faces as Jack and I go back and forth talking about the Beyonce title, Yeezy streaming music tape cassette in your boombox. Uh, so I was really late to the whole Beyonce formation thing, and I got a lot of uh, I got a lot of ribbing from my friends. But once I finally listened to it, I was like, "Wow, that song's really fantastic, and the video was really cool." So where are you with the whole Lemonade release? I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Brent, we got you covered. It's good that you've joined the crew yeah. because we're going to keep you up to date on all these important things. For listeners who don't know what lemonade is, you might think it's a cool summertime beverage. It's not? No, it is the visual album by Beyonce, which is, again, broke the internet and the world. She released it over the weekend. Simultaneously, there was a broadcast on HBO of the visual album. And people are going absolutely bananas for it to the point that they're talking about Beyonce as the heir to the prince throne. Ooh, wow. that's, another, that's, that's another discussion, but she needs wow. to learn how to play an instrument first wow. before that's, we have that's that way too much. Yeah, that's that's too way much. too much. Sorry. 
Let's dial that one back, way back. I, I'm just <laughs> reporting. I'm just simply reporting what I saw on the internet. Yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with you. As I was looking through my Facebook feed, I saw a lot of stuff about Lemonade. I didn't click on any of it. I, I don't have the attention span for like the hour long. It's more than an hour. It's like an hour and a half. Yeah, that's what yeah. I heard. I, it's like an hour and a half long. I, I don't have the attention. But I'll get to it eventually because okay. everyone keeps saying yeah. how great it is. Well, you have to be, if you want to be aware of what's happening in pop culture, you have to get to it. So hashtag lemonade, people. It's about Beyonce. It is not about Amy Schumer. <laughs> okay. Brent, do you have an app? I do have an app. I have an app that I'm super excited about. And since we're on this musical thing, I want to kind of bring it back down to this app that I found via some other podcast. It's called Radio with five O's. This app is fantastic. So basically, you pick a, uh, you pick a decade, you pick a part of the planet, and it play, and you pick like a, a tempo of music, fast, slow, or weird as an option, and it plays the best music of that time from that area. So that's a really interesting way to curate music, Jack. What do you think about that? Geography, decade? I love it. It's fantastic. I really love that idea. Have you heard of this app? No, I hadn't heard of it. Is it a free app? It's a free app, and that's right up my alley. I'm all about the free apps. So what geography, decade, music speed did you plug in? I've been listening to a bunch of stuff from Cuba from like the 50s. I'm really into it. And nice. and I definitely go into Africa, like Nigeria stuff from about the same 50s, 60s. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so R-A-D-I-O-O-O-O-O. Correct. Awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. Also joining us is our guest today. Her name is Laura O'Reilly. She's the CEO and founder of Wallplay, which is a really interesting gallery, creative space, creative guns for hire, interesting hybrid thing, um, which we'll be talking to her about a little bit later. But you're a very visual and digital person. Do you have an app that you really like right now? Hmm. Artsy. Oh, yes. I just downloaded it last night. They're an amazing um, organization that's goal is to make all the world's art accessible to anyone with an internet connection. Ooh. And they have an incredible app. Um, and basically anyone who wants to keep up on the art world or just, you know, visual culture in general and educate themselves, it's a beautifully designed app. It's free. And I think it's a little bit more elevated than like a Tumblr recycled constant visual feed. You can really go see the origins of inspiration on Artsy. Can you spell Artsy? It's A-R-T-S-Y. Sometimes in the app and internet world, we get a lot of the creative spellings, like radio with five O's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which has to do with, did somebody already buy it and own it? Must have been. Must have been the case. Artsy's great. I actually do a lot of my like shopping via Artsy and, and you know try to figure out <clears throat> what price point I can play around when I'm buying art. Interesting. Yeah, great. So not just to see it, but also to, to retail check... Yep, it's a collecting platform. Uh, they cover all the art fairs, so if you can't make them, basically, if you just want to have any sense of really like what's going on without actually going to all the galleries, if you don't have time, it's a great place to just go browse. Fantastic! That sounds very cool. I'll have to check it out. So my app again, Jack kind of stole my thunder a little bit. Was to check in on your free title membership. My other app recap update that I wanted to follow up on is we talked about a massage scheduling app a few episodes back where you download it and you schedule a massage. I got an email from Columbia University admin on a 
warning about an incident on one of their properties where someone had scheduled a massage via one of these massage app services. It didn't specify which one, but that the massage therapist went to their apartment, gave them a massage, and there was some inappropriate activity happening. So Mm. Columbia Admin had sent an email saying, be sure to warn your listeners about these massage apps and internet services generally just to be sure they're accredited better business all of those things and to stay safe and their recommendation was to not be alone at home or in your office or in your space when you engage someone from one of these online apps and services to come and you know provide a service whether it be a massage or painting your apartment or you know whatever it is maybe think about not being alone so it was a good reminder that, you know, a lot of stuff happens out there and online and in the world. And just because somebody has a nice shiny app and can tape your credit card, you know, make sure, try and stay safe. And, you know, sometimes there is safety in numbers and maybe make sure you're not alone when you do these things. So use common sense online, people, and get in touch with TechBytes, hrn at gmail.com or get in touch with us on Twitter or on Instagram, if you want to share something, good, bad, warning, all of it, it's all important and it's all a good conversation to have. So, on that note, <laughs> Laura O'Reilly and Wallplay. Um, again, creative studio, gallery space, connecting creative people with businesses and brands to help them create their visual identity to go forth into the business world, particularly in the 21st century where everything really is starting to hub around digital media and digital outlooks. Recently, they just have completed and are going forward and making some new pieces for the Turnstile shopping and food hall that just opened last week at the Columbus Circle subway stop, which is an amazing kind of first-time endeavor. Um, You did the design on the video screens in that space yeah yes there's um 14 digital screens in the space um and the developer susan fine has decided to go a much more um art forward creative route with the content that's on the digital screens and when you say developer you mean the real estate developer who put together the The space not the tech coding developer yes i mean the real estate <laughs> yeah. developer yes this is sort of the mastermind behind it yes and so um it hasn't fully launched yet the program that we're developing um the space just opened and uh we'll be rolling out a really beautiful home app architecture where people can interact with the content that's on the screens um, we have partnerships with lincoln center lincoln center jazz um, we're working with the uh, new Inc. from the new museum as well to feature some up-and-coming artists who are working with tech and media in a really interesting way. So we want to create an experience that's kind of unexpected as you're walking down this long corridor um, off of 59th Street, Columbus Circle. The space is literally, once you get off of the platform, you can walk through Turnstile to get to 57th Street. And there's over 32 different vendors, really interesting vendors too, like the Newsstand and Project 8 and um, Ellery's Greens, like really healthy options too. So it's been fun to kind of figure out how to tell the story of the vendors while also creating stimulating content. I think most food and hospitality people think about their visual identity as being their company logo or like what the label looks like on their juice bottle or something like that. And 
it, it's almost uh, I think we talk a lot about visual identity and visual storytelling and how important that is for our social media but I don't think most people especially in the food environment and the hospitality environment really understand what that means beyond the logo how do you how do you start to even define what kind of stuff you're going to make for an experience like that or for a or for a client or a business like that because you do quite a bit of work in the hospitality yeah we food do. arena um well first off wall play we have a vast uh creative network of amazing artists um that we are able to hire as consultants on these different brand id projects so we're co really coming from an art world creative practice background so when we work with someone on creating their visual identity it's different than the logo so sometimes someone might already have their logo and they want to now communicate their brand to the world through social media and all these other touch points of interaction with their with their identity. So I think first things first, um, you have to kind of decide who you are and what you want to be. Um, you don't have to necessarily have it all figured out at once, but you need to go through a creative process. The key word here is that it's a process, <laughs> <laughs> which means that it doesn't happen overnight, you know? Yeah. So the first thing I would recommend to someone who's interested in expanding their visual identity is to open up their mind to what that means. So if you are in the hospitality industry and, you know, your company is specifically focused around food, that does not actually mean that every single image you put out has to be a picture of food. Newsflash. <laughs> <laughs> in the sense that there's a lot of other ways to express who you are that's not just so literally focused, you know, on the item itself. Is it a way of thinking about how you want people to feel when they eat your food exactly. or how you want them to feel when they're sitting in your restaurant or what you want them to think of or describe it when they would yes. maybe like right recommend now, it to I'll a friend. Yes, like right now, I'll use as an example because I'm looking at it. Yep. We have, um, a great, we have a great view. They have a real rock and roll vibe to what they're doing. They have an indie vibe. Clearly, a lot of musicians, artists, different people hang out here. So in Roberta's you know, social media, I haven't looked at it, but I would say that it's not just 100% photos of pizza, probably. No. You know, there's a social aspect to what's going on. It's probably fairly well curated, I would imagine, based on what I've heard about Roberta's. So, for example, I'd say, you know, if you don't have the budget to hire a creative agency to, you know, try to rethink your strategy, some simple practical tools that you can use if you are looking to improve your social media and your visual identity is to plan an afternoon, like the artist way process. And the artist <laughs> way process. What is that? Uh, I mean, there's a book called The Artist Way. Oh. Um, but just referencing like exercises you can give yourself, I would say one is just making a mood board. Okay. So whether that's, you know, dragging all these images you see online that you like, into a folder or going into magazines and ripping things out you want to give yourself some some visual ammo that you feel like calls to you um, represents uh, what you feel like your company or your brand stands for that has a personality a voice something that um, will make people stand out and say you know oh that reminds me of you know, what you want to be associated with. You almost want to pretend that your business is a person. Yeah. And if you're describing that person, what do they wear? What do they look like? What do they talk like? What kind of music do they listen to? Yeah. And sort of to, to turn it into a personality, as you said, something with 
unique characteristics. Exactly. And then you build up this visual, this bank of this inspiration bank. Okay. And whether that's images digitally or physical tear outs for magazines, and you start building up a little reservoir of content that you can pull from. And then you have to decide, okay, what do I want to say? Right. So if you have, um, I want to say, come eat pizza here all the time. (laughs) Well, then you want to probably, that sounds like playful, right. And fun. And, you know, people are having a good time. They're kicking back, right. When they're, when they're here. So the images that you're going to want to pick and the, the voice that you're going to probably want to have is one that's capturing your audience. You also have to know who your audience is, right. So, and things that interest them, um, you know, once you go through some of these exercises and you start building up what you want your voice to be, maybe some cute phrases, you know, like some images that speak and you don't necessarily need a catchphrase behind it, just it speaks volumes and you find this. The beautiful thing about social media is you can regram things too, okay? It's right. such a culture of regramming. So you can find like 20 posts that you like, and then when you post them, just say, you know, regram from, and you're still expressing your visual identity by reblogging or reposting something someone else did. So in that sense, it's really about curating your visual identity. That's and, another big buzzword. And I'm sorry to use it to nausea. Uh, I know the word curated is, is used a lot, but I think it's a, it is an appropriate word when you're talking about visual identity and the difference between a good visual identity and one that's, one that's effective and one that's not is that the one that is effective, effective is usually curated. So we are going to take a quick break and see who our curated sponsor is and some curated music by Jack. And when we come back, we're going to find out how to make a successful visual identity. It's a beat by Techstar called Pianissimo Short. We'll be right back. your garden it's the way you live and there's so much to know but you have help bonnie plants now with bonnie's app homegrown you can learn about veggie and herb varieties track and record your garden with photos and notes share on facebook and twitter and so much more how'd you ever grow without it get homegrown with bonnie plants for iphone and android the more you know the better you can grow with bonnie the one and only Dave Arnold brings the noise to Heritage Radio Network every Tuesday on Cooking Issues. Coming to you live on the Heritage Radio Network from Roberta's Pizzeria in Bushwick and Brooklyn. If the bomb was going to drop and you only had 15 minutes, which is like, I can, I can make a sandwich in 15 minutes. You'd be eating a sandwich. I'd kiss my wife, make a sandwich. If you believe that it's all about to be over, why eat healthy? 
not a freaking Neanderthal. I like a tempered ice cream sandwich. But it's the only way to get around it if you're a party master because you, you're going to wind up, like, your kitchen's going to fill with dishes. And is Some there- people have commercial dishwashers in their house. Who? I've seen them. Who? I've seen them. Who? <laughs> really rich people. <laughs> For more mile-a-minute knowledge from Dave and the crew, listen to Cooking Issues, available on Heritage Radio Network, iTunes, and Stitcher. Well, if you just joined us and you're wondering what the hell you clicked on, this is Tech Bites, the weekly show on the Heritage Radio Network where we talk about the intersection of food and technology. And today that intersection is at a creative gallery company service called Wallplay, and we're talking with CEO and founder Laura O'Reilly. Wallplay really bridges art and creativity to food, hospitality, restaurant businesses by helping them decide what their visual identity is because you need visual stuff to promote yourself in the digital age. And oftentimes people have just a hard enough time figuring out how to make a Facebook account, let alone the, the, you know, sort of really grandiose idea of creating a visual identity. Is it really just the personality of the business, how the personality of the business is going to act when it's online and in social media? It's more than just the personality um, I would say that it's, I like what you said before about it is like a person. It is the personality itself. Um, it's, some, it's someone you want to hang out with, right? It's someone you want to feel like you get to know. So I think consistency is key as well. Not to say that you have to post the same thing every single time, but there should be a through line, you know, in terms of creating themes, days of the week that you post certain items. Um, I feel like visual communication is something that everyone experiences but doesn't always know how to speak about so we do experience visual communication every day because of technology to the point that i don't know if we're even really aware of it anymore when you go to instagram and facebook and twitter you're aware that you're in an arena where you're looking at pictures and posts and things like that but even when you just ride the subway and you look at the subway posters and billboards or now we have digital billboards on the street in New York City talking in icons when you text somebody and you use an icon that's visual and I don't think people realize how much of it is happening in a visual sense it's so hard for businesses to kind of come up with a website and a press kit and you know all those kinds of things Um, how important is it to the success of a business to have a good visual identity and to have this strong visual presence in all these digital channels? I think it's important. I think it's important not to take on more than you can manage excellently. I think that's... Oh, say that again, because that is one of the most important things about (laughs) social media and digital marketing. I think it's important not to take on more than you can execute excellently. Well, how do you know? Meaning don't bite off more than you can chew. So if you're going to have an Instagram account, then really make sure you're populating your Instagram account regularly and engaging with people. You know, if you're going to decide whether you're on Twitter or not, you know, don't do it if you don't think you can keep up with it is my point. Um, I see a lot of companies sometimes be over ambitious, trying to get on every single social media platform and then realizing the amount of money required to actually hire someone to run all your channels 
uh, it, it gets expensive, you know. So I'd say pick the ones and identify the ones that you really feel like you're going to be able to manage well. So when you say manage well, keeping up with the posting, what does that mean in a practical sense? Let's take Instagram because it is the most, it's much more visual than Twitter because it's a photo. Um, what is keeping up with it regularly? How many times a day, week are you posting? I mean, it depends. You can have an active account and be posting, you know, three days a week as long as they're good posts. It's all about your grid, too. <laughs> so when you're looking at the grid, right? When you're looking at the overall The picture. overall account, you want your grid to look like it, it has themes so that it, it makes sense. There's a, people judge your visual identity very quickly just by scrolling through your, we, your grid. We judge the book by the cover all the time, yes. even though we're told not to. Yes. We make snap instant judgments based on what we see. Yes. It's human nature a little bit, I think. It is. The, the good thing about Instagram is that you can share onto your Facebook page as well from Instagram. So it helps you manage and keep both your Facebook and your Instagram updated at the same time. Um, I would suggest basically creating an entire catalog of posts, like when you have free time on a day and then knowing no matter what, on X days of the week, you have something to post it takes the pressure off of feeling like you have to keep up with it. Right now, got to post, got to post. Yeah. So you can kind of create a schedule for yourself. And then it becomes more manageable. If you actually make the time to have fun with, with your visual identity, it can become an actually enjoyable process instead of being a stressful one. But you have to understand that it is a process. And it's something you need to put some time into really deciding what you want to say, how you want to be perceived by the world, and having fun and really just going out there and, and grabbing all these amazing visuals that other people are making and reposting them and crediting them. I think it's an excellent point to tell people to set time aside and to plan ahead. I think it's the real time uh, factor that is very stressful for people. It's also, you know, coming up with something in real time and posting it. And even though social media is something that can happen in real time, you don't necessarily have to think it out in real time. Exactly. And I think if you give yourself some anchors, right, of these are posts I know I have no matter what, then the spontaneous moment where you feel inspired or if you're at an event for your company or whatever it is and you want to post something that's happening live there, you can do that. But at least you know you have your, you know, your anchor posts for the week set aside. So this is all really great, um, a, a really great, example of laying out the, the path of the different steps that you take in terms of creating a visual identity. Walk us through what you do with some of your actual customers. I know you've, we just talked about working with Turnstile. I know you've been working with um, Hotel Grand Union and Canal Street Market. And again, I think most people coming out of the hospitality and the food business think of their visual identity really as like the logo and the font on my menu or, you know, the label on my packaging. So using these, you know, your current brand new experience, brand new businesses, how you kind of walk them through and, and the conclusions that you came to, and then we can take a look at it. Sure. Um, I think the important thing is, you know, your logo and your identity is important. That doesn't go out the window. 
It's about how it's applied, right? So if you're creating original content for your social media platforms, you're going to want it to be within the brand identity that you've created. So maybe you use that specific font on the social media, et cetera, if you're creating content. Or the color scheme. Or the color scheme, exactly. So, you know, those are guides on how to create a high volume of content that still feels like it's expressing your brand. So what I do in those instances is when we create original content, we try to stay in the brand guidelines, the style guide that was created for the company. But then we also like to create spontaneous moments too when we're reposting things that feel like fit the ethos, you know, of the brand that aren't necessarily literally in you know the exact scheme of the style guide so a good example is hotel grand union um, which is a hotel that's opening in the nomad district in june and they renovated a hotel from 1905 and they found all these beautiful moldings under the ceiling and they put a lot of money into restoring it alpha development is a wonderful development um, company green sustainable they're creating the building to be as green as possible and um, so when we were brought on to help bring their visual identity to life we really wanted to tell the story of the development project so basically what we did was the entire creative is a remix so we uncovered all these different photos from new york in 1905 and basically juxtaposed them to more modern images so it was kind of a constant clash remix um, overlays you know, images from 1905 with certain modern elements literally um, put into the photos. So you, it's kind of like a Where's Waldo <laughs> of <laughs> modern elements. And so we created a whole series of original artwork that is in each of the rooms in the hotel. And then the social media is an expression of this remix from 1905 to now. So those are things that are super specific to the Hotel Grand Union. Yes, 1905 original New York City architecture refurbished redesigned for 2016 New York City hotel so for people who have businesses and they're trying to think about well what what is my visual identity what is the story of my brand often you just need to really take a look at the details of exactly where you stand and where you sit and and what you did because there's no other hotel that has 1905 architecture in the nomad that's being renovated in 2016. Exactly. And so if you start with some of the facts or the things that make you stand out that are different and you figure out how to creatively share that story with people, it's educating people about who you are, what you stand for, and you draw them into your world. So an example would be, you know, let's say you are, um, a vegan company, right? (laughs) And you have a little shop somewhere and, you know, you want to tell your story. Well, a great thing to do is to actually show the process, the farms, get photos, you know, find out who is selling products in your space, you know, getting content from them, referencing things that feel like it would be content. So you're bringing people into the world. Your Instagram would probably look pretty green, you know, it would be vibrant. It would, it would really pop the colors of vegetables, etc. And so there's a whole way to create a world of bringing people in where it will feel fresh. It will feel like something they want to have in their feed. Because the only reason why you're going to get followers, to be honest, is, you know, people are not going to follow you if your if your feed does not look good. Okay. <laughs> is there a really popular, like ugliest feed on Instagram? Is there some really so bad it's great, like 
really janky, blurry, crappy Instagram photos that has just like five million followers. Do we know this at all? I don't think so. Off the top of my head, I can't think of anything, but I definitely have seen some things that I'm just, I can't understand how, you know, they've got such a big following, but, you know. So talk to us then about how the visual, so you create the visual identity and sort of the visual personality of the brand, and then you create all of the visual elements that you then use to populate your social media and your website. People presumably fall in love with it or they're intrigued by it or they're interested and they start to follow you. How does that then translate into business? How does that then make me have a greater advantage in my business versus the vegan place around the corner that doesn't have a social media visual identity following? It builds community and it builds advocates for you. So people actually will talk about your company or engage with it in a certain way. You'll be first in their mind if you're actually a part of their world, right? And you're pulling them into into your world, right, via the channels that most people consume information on now, which most people do the endless scroll on their Instagram feed before they go to sleep at night. Yeah, um, you know, that absolutely. like... <laughs> and, um, and, and you become a part of each other's world. I think that's, that's the advantage. The Standard, I think, is a great example, the hotel group, yeah. of excellent marketing. You yeah. know, when you are at the Standard Hotel and you're there and you see their feed and you see what's going on, you're like, it, it, it pulls you in, you know? We also had a really great blog. I, I think was uh, Heretzi, a woman who was running that blog. Is that the... I don't remember their name. But um, so examples of like companies that have amazing visual identities and really take advantage of um, social media, I think to Equinox is a great example. Um they have, you know, an amazing newsletter that they that they put out, you know, and they're really pulling people in um, the standard. I mean, the, the, the reason why you want to do these things is because you want to be a part of culture today, you know, and I think that food, hospitality, I mean, it's as culturally relevant as it gets. It's where people come together, you know, they're consuming in groups. And but- so you get people who start marketing for you, you know, because they're talking about you because you're in their vocabulary. That's a great statement. You want to be a part of culture today. And culture today is definitely happening on your smartphone and on your tablet and on your computer. As we started off at the top of the show talking about Wallplay, which is a gallery, but it's also a business and a collective and you know, creative guns for hire. To do these things really well, I think there's a general consensus that it, it uh, absolutely costs money either at the professional level hiring someone like yourself or at the level of hiring somebody internally or in-house at your restaurant or at your business that would take care of this is it possible you think to be successful without it today yeah absolutely better to to not do it and not do it bad than to to do it at all and and that's my personal view on it. Like, if you don't have the bandwidth to participate in social media, just focus on the things that are directly driving traffic back to your business. Like, focus on your Yelp page, you know what I mean? Like, focus on the basic thing, you know, getting in all of the... Um, the places that specifically are focused on food and don't be over ambitious if you don't think you can keep up with it. 
because I actually think it hurts people more than it helps them when they just have you know are bothering all their friends to like x page and you know then there's nothing there and it's just like a ghost page you know we've all seen those yes where people get panicked and they create every social you know handle known to man and then you feel obligated as their friend to go like them and then it's just nothing's there it's just like don't participate if you're not going to play again i think going back to the real life analogy of if you think of your business as a person and that visual identity is going to go out into the world make sure the visual identity the personality of your business is fully clothed wearing a nice snappy <laughs> outfit is bringing something to the potluck you yeah know? And, I, and you know and this is a, I'm really happy you're bringing this up because I think it's an important point to understand that you know some some companies are thriving without necessarily partaking in all these forms of visual uh, communication and I think a lot of people feel this pressure to keep up you know, so really take the time to understand what it means before you dive in, because I can't tell you how many clients I've come across who just want results overnight, you know, without really understanding, you know, the process that goes into it. So before or you even, panic or even what the results are or yes. what they mean yes. or how they manifest themselves at the end of the day. And if you are an owner of a company and, you know, you want to employ someone to help you, Try and do a little discovery work on your own first to get the most out of the consultants that you're hiring, okay? Because at the end of the day, you're never going to be happy unless it represents how you really feel you want to be seen by the world. So we always try to encourage people to send us references of things that they love, you know, other people that they think are successful that they want to, you know, not mimic, but use as an example for what they achieve to to get out of their their goal from partaking in a social media or brand identity campaign and um and i really encourage people i think there's creativity inside of everyone you know and even those who don't consider themselves an artistic type or whatever take an afternoon you know really look what inspires you you know get inspired everybody likes something exactly everybody walks down the street leaves their home or apartment every day and looks at stuff through the course of their day and says wow I like that that's amazing Ugh, awful yeah. horrifying that's what it means yeah. to start to identify things that you like things, you, things that you don't exactly. like and the emotional response to what you see is part of the power of a visual identity exactly and I think people are a lot more visually literate than they realize absolutely so if you take the time to identify the things that you love that you see it's really going to help um, you and the people around you who are trying to help you um, figure out what's going to be successful for you it can be overwhelming especially for business people who are in the hospitality and food world who are really thinking most about does the pizza really taste good? Right. Do you feel comfortable in the seat? Seats. Do you like the music? And then, you know, they're so caught up and rightly so making the product and the thing that they're selling that all this other stuff just becomes overwhelming because it's also constant because the internets are open 24-7. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So at the end of every show, and this is the end of the show, which I can't believe it goes by so quickly. I feel like I say that every week. I like to ask our guests for a little piece of actionable advice so people listening can maybe do something for themselves. I feel like this whole show has been a little bit of a giant, one giant piece of advice yeah. and action items onto how to build your visual identity. But 
if you could consolidate it into maybe just one or two thoughts, what's the best way to set up a good Instagram profile? I think that first you need to go through the mood board exercise. So you need to sit and find images that inspire you. You need to spend some time searching on Instagram for other feeds that you enjoy. Follow them and um, get at least one month of posts together, okay? Before Before you start. start putting out content. So whatever that means, if you're going to post once a day every day, if you're going to post twice a week... Whatever it is, just give yourself something. I think to start when you want to post at least nine photos to start. Over the course of a month. Well, no, no, no. Just when you're launching an account at the beginning, you want to have it. I'd even do maybe two or three a day. post nine. Yeah, because when someone goes to follow you, they're not going to want to follow an empty account. So definitely front load it you know, with some images that tell people who you are because they're making a visual judgment. Also find content you like that you can repost to take the pressure off of having to make all these original posts themselves. And you can create a little Google Doc for yourself or whatever it is, drag the image, the at credit of the person who did it, whatever little saying you would like, and make it not an overwhelming process to get started. And a good thing to do is to really explore and have fun and make it an adventure because this um, virtual world we are living in um, can be really fun when you are using it as a place to find inspiration. So be inspired to inspire. That's another great thought also. Be inspired to inspire. That's great. Well, if you want to get inspired by Laura O'Reilly's Instagram and Twitter feeds. Wallplay is at Wallplayground on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow Laura, she's at presently underscore Laura. Oh, L-A-U-R-E. just presently Laura. Presently Laura. It's not no underscore. underscore. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's okay. And the website for Wallplay is wallplay.com. I want to thank Laura for coming out today to talk about visual identity going beyond the logo. It's really amazing that. In today's day and age, for a food business to be successful, you have to have this visual identity game. It's kind of amazing. It just sort of happened almost overnight, I feel like. Um, But it's good to know, and it's always a good place to start. I do want to check back in. We'll have to make a note to take a look for that book, Artist Way, which sounds really interesting. I want to thank all the Heritage Radio listeners for coming back out to the first episode of the spring season. A big welcome to Brent Bartley, to the show squad. Jack, as always. One man squad back here today. One man squad. That's okay. We'll see Malcolm next week. Malcolm the intern. Thank you for stopping by. I'm Jennifer Leutzi. This is Tech Bites. Come back and see us next Monday at 1 p.m. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.